to Equest Magazine's Three Things Podcast, where we take a quick look at three horsekeeping tasks that are important to do in the month ahead. I'm Equus Editor Lori Prins. And I'm Managing Editor Christine Barakat. This is the very first episode of this new podcast, and we're really excited about it. Our goal with these is to just take a quick look at a few relevant horsekeeping topics um, that will be important in the coming month. We want to provide you practical tips and insights to help you take the best possible care of your horses. But we know you're busy, so we'll try and keep it really quick and focused. This isn't intended to be a deep dive into any particular topic, nor is this veterinary advice. We're just sharing what we've learned as editors, listening to horse keepers on one hand and experts on the other, and hoping to serve as a bridge of sorts between the two. So let's get started and talk about three things that are important to keep in mind when caring for your horses this February. Um, the first thing we want to talk about is blankets and specifically what's going on underneath them. A lot of horses this time of year will end up wearing their blankets a lot, and that's fine. Um, some horses don't get ridden that often. Some horses are retired, so the blankets might not have a reason to come off every day. But what can happen is things can be going on underneath the blankets unseen, and if that goes on for a while, they become a big problem when you finally do notice them. For instance, skin problems. A horse could have rain rot brewing underneath a blanket that you don't happen to see. Um, in older horses, they can be losing weight. Actually, any horse can lose weight, but it happens to be a problem sometimes with older horses. And you might not notice that they've dropped a lot of weight until one day you take the blanket off and then, oh my gosh. Um, and also blanket rubs. You can get pressure sores from blankets and rubs. We hear about that a lot, again, particularly with the older horses. Um, so it's important to take the blankets off every day optimally, every other day isn't bad, to do a quick once over and groom and look at them. Um, another tip, and Lori, you wouldn't have this problem being a person of larger height than other people. <laughs> um, it can be hard to see, the older horses can get the pressure sores right on top of their withers, which can be really hard to see if you're on the ground. So yes, people my size, yeah. yeah, we need to stand on a grooming box or a chair or to look up top. Over. Call a friend over right. Yep. Call a tall friend and say, please look at the top of my horse um, because they can get the pressure sores up top that you might not see. So take the blankets off every other day, folks. Take a look at them. Um, if you're getting the blanket pattern baldness in February that a lot of horses get, um, it's probably a sign that the blanket doesn't fit really good. It might be a little late in the season to buy a new one, but you can go ahead and do a few things. You can sew some thick fleece on the inside of the blankets if you know someone with a high-grade sewing machine. Or you can go ahead and order the Lycra underwear-looking stuff. They call them, I don't know exactly what they call them, but everybody knows what they look like. But the Lycra things that you put on their shoulders, and that'll keep the horses from getting rubbed. Um, so that's the first thing you want to think about, is taking your horse's blankets off, looking underneath, even if you don't think you have a reason to have to take the blankets off that day. And from there, you should move on to your horse's feet. Although I have to say here in New England, we haven't had much snow this year. So this tip is, uh, doesn't, uh, isn't that uh, important at the moment. Uh, and that is to uh, take measures to keep snow from packing under your horse's hooves if, they, if they're wearing shoes. Um, this is a particular problem when there's slush, slushy rain or snow mixes or just a lot of snow built up. I know that for a fact. And, and we get that we get that in the mid-Atlantic a lot when that rain, snow, slush, horrible mix, it just packs into those shod hooves really badly within hours of it starting, it seems. 
Yeah, and it's sort of like a really unfortunate confluence of factors because the horse's soul is a slightly warmer than the, uh, the the surroundings, so the the snow melts a little bit, but then the the shoe itself is colder, so then it freezes into a nice hard ball, which makes it hard for your horse to walk around and and, and isn't good for him or you in any way. Um, people have tried all sorts of different things. I know people have written to, to us to recommend using vaseline to keep snow from accumulating under there or or worse some sort of corrosive chemicals like wd-40 that's not a good idea instead it's a much better idea to put a pad on uh, so that uh, the snow will pop out when it accumulates right and they're snowball pads and they look a little different than the regular hoof pads or sort of a circular thing right. um but with each yeah with each step the horse takes it just pops the snow out and they work pretty well so I've also heard of people putting hoof boots on to try and keep the snowballs from forming, particularly in horses that are unshod and it'll happen. Mm -hmm. The problem with that is you need to make sure the boots fit really well or they'll come off in the field and then you're looking through a snowy field for a lost hoof boot. And yeah, and that's... I've seen it happen as well that you end up with then just huge boot sickles instead of yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. So ideally you could put snow pads on. Um if not, you just have to keep an eye on it um, and make sure your horse isn't walking around on these precarious ice balls. Exactly. Um, the third thing we're going to talk about is hydration. And we tend to worry about keeping our horses hydrated in the summer months. And that's good. Um, but it's also really important in the winter months because hydration is directly related to the risk of impaction colic in the winter. And what our experts have told us every time we talk about winter colic, they explain the same thing. Horses tend to drink less when the weather's cooler and that makes sense. Um, so it causes the ingesta, which is a fun word, um, the stuff inside their gut to become drier and then it becomes more likely to become impacted. Um, and every story I've done talking about colic risk in winter, they all say, oh yes, impaction colic, make your horse drink more. Um, that and horses are just eating more dry forage anyways. There's a certain water content in grass that they're just not getting because they're not getting grass. Um, the easiest thing to do to keep your horse hydrated and prevent impaction colic that way is just make sure he always has water. Um, just that it's not frozen over. Some horses are really good about breaking the top with their nose. Some horses, they don't like to do it. There's a lot of ways these days to keep water from freezing from insulated buckets to bucket heaters. Um, if you have automatic waterers, you want to make sure they're still working. Um, some people like to put a bucket in anyways so they can see the water level going down. Um, there have been people that have done studies looking at the ideal water temperature, and I don't know if there's a universal thought on it, but just make sure it's not frozen and they can right. access it. You, know, you could learn maybe your horse likes it a little bit warmer or not. Um, um, and just make sure they have access to it. If you think your horse still isn't drinking, it's a good time to call your veterinarian because that might be a reason for that. Um, but if for some reason you think your horse is just not drinking enough in the winter, go ahead and make that phone call. Um, but just remember that it's just important for them to drink in the winter months as it is in the summer months. Absolutely. For just, and not even just for colic prevention, but for their overall health, their kidneys yeah. and all their other body functions. Exactly. It's just important. All and this might, be, this might be a good time to mention that we were probably, if you're like Lori and I, you were taught to do the skin pinch test up on the neck. 
um, to see if your horse is dehydrated. You pull out the skin a little bit, see how long it takes for it to flatten. Um, the current thinking is do it down on the shoulder um, at the sort of the point of the shoulder and not necessarily up on the neck. We've been told that by a couple of veterinarians. So that's something else to play around with if you have a few minutes at the barn this month, sort of see the difference between doing the skin pinch test on the neck and doing it down on the shoulder. Um, so it is easier if your horse doesn't have a winter coat, but it is, coat. yeah, it is definitely easier if your horse doesn't have a winter coat, but maybe he's clipped right. or maybe That's you're, true. you know, blessed to live in an area where they don't get really woolly in the winter time because it's nice and warm. Indeed. Um, so that's all I have. <laughs> what we had. Do you have anything else, Lori? I think that's three tips for the month. I, I think that's plenty to kick off February. So uh, thanks for listening. We hope you and your horse have a safe, healthy, and fun February. Talk to you next month. Yep. Bye. Help spread the word about the Equus Three Things podcast. Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. If you enjoyed this episode of the Equus Three Things podcast, head over to www.equusmagazine.com for more useful horsekeeping tips and reminders. And subscribe to our quarterly print publication, Equus Magazine, for more in-depth exploration of horse care topics. You'll find the link to subscribe on our website. The Equus Three Things podcast is a production of the Equine Podcast Network, an entity of the Equine Network.